welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first time listening in, welcome! If you are a part of the community, welcome back. I appreciate you guys for taking the time out to listen each and every episode, and I truly hope that you are benefiting from it. We are continuing the Build Brand Bank series, so I hope you guys have been getting a lot out of it. I've been getting some really great feedback, but I would really appreciate it if you would leave the feedback wherever you are listening, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or SoundCloud. I really appreciate it if you guys would do that for me. And if you're wondering what last week's topic was about, I got a chance to sit down and talk with Valencia who went from side hustles to debt freedom. So that was very exciting and I learned a lot about side hustles. So if you're interested in starting the debt free journey or if you feel like you can't do it and you need some motivation or inspiration, go back and check that episode out. So if you actually listened, I did a giveaway and you all who participated had opportunity to win Valencia's side hustle ebook. So the giveaway winner is Desi Five Single Mama. Again, that's Desi Five Single Mama. You left a review. Thank you so much for leaving that, and congratulations on taking the next step to begin your journey to debt freedom. I'm so excited for you, and I hope this book truly helps you with the side hustles so send me an email or you can dm me on uh, my single black motherhood page on instagram and just shoot me your email address so that i could get the book sent over to you now this week i had the pleasure of sitting down to chat with nikisha win over at nikishawin.com and she is a very enthusiastic blogger like i love 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 uh, her personality and she also has a youtube channel as well but you guys are gonna find out how she uh went from just starting a blog purely out of passion and want to share her journey to actually like attracting brands so stay tuned for that and if you have not taken the time out to subscribe make sure you go ahead and do so so you never miss an episode let's get into the conversation Hi, Nikisha. Welcome to Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I'm so excited to sit down and be able to chat with you today. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, girl? I'm excited to be here and having this chat with you. Yes, I'm well. Thanks for asking. So can you just start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, kind of like how long you've been a single mom, how many kids you have, and that sort of thing? Well, my name is Nikisha Wynn, and I am a single mother of four. I've been a single mom for quite a long time, for about 10 years. I have um, a 13-year-old son, I have a 5-year-old, and I have 4-year-old twin daughters. Oh, oh my gosh, that's such a long <laughs> time. I did not even realize it. 
Yes, girl. It's been a long ride, you know, but I'm being patient and waiting on the Lord, okay? To yes. send you somebody special. <laughs> he will. <laughs> yes, he will. So, Nikisha, what inspired you to start the blog? Was it kind of like your story and you just wanted to share it with others? Or, you know, like what was that driving force for you that said, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to share this journey? Okay, so um, as you can imagine, I had a lot of babies at one time. When I got pregnant with my four-year-old daughter, my son was only six months old. So I was in a place where I had a one-year-old and two infants, and life was just a big hot mess, you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is just so heavy. It was just a lot to deal with. I had daycare issues and job issues and just so many things and dealing with their father and just so many things that I was going through. And I was just like, I feel like I'm the only person on this planet that is experiencing this. And no one in my immediate circle can really give me advice tailored upon my situation because it is so unique. And I don't, I mean, I, while I respected their opinion, it was like, I don't know if you really can consult me on this because I'm sure you've never done this before, right? right? And so I was like, you know what? I want to start a place to where um, single moms can come together and we can relate to each other and talk about struggles that only us as single moms have. And so I didn't do it right away. Um, I ended up leaving my career in investment banking to go and be a teacher um, at a private school to where I could bring my children to work with me. Um, and obviously, I took a huge pay cut when I did that. And so when I left to become a teacher, that's when I was like, you know what? I need to do something to supplement my income. And so I would freelance and do contracts on the side. But then I was like, you know what? This is also a great time to start my blog. And that's what I did. I had at the spare time from being a teacher, it wasn't strenuous work, and I was just like, you know what, let's do it. Started, started the blog, and here we are. Oh, wow, that's amazing. So, let's go back a little bit, and I don't know if you're okay with, like, discussing this, but it's always good, I think, for me to let the guests know, or the listeners know, like, how you became a single mom. So, um, was it, like, you know, a relationship, or marriage, or kind of talk about that a little bit? No, it was not a relationship. So let's talk about the first time around, because I have four children, two um, fathers. I really never talk about this, but I'm going to do this here for the oh, audience. Um, my, my, um, my 13-year-old, his father and I were together and engaged and prepared to be married, um, and the relationship just didn't work out. Um, he was going through some things in his life, and I was not um, willing to move forward with the relationship and relocate my life and do all these things that he wanted me to do without the sign on the dotted line. Let's keep it real. No, I'm not about to uproot myself and leave my good, good job um, if you're not ready to make that commitment. Um, and so we parted ways, and we have an amazing relationship. Um, he's amazing. We are still friends to this day. We talk very regularly and we, our co-parenting situation is amazing. Um, and later on in life, I was all into church and, you know, trying to do the right thing. And I was a huge believer in redemption, honey. I was like, you know what? He is a redeemer. Anybody can change. Anybody can get themselves together. So I met a person who was in a moment of needing redemption, right? And so instead of 
um, seeing the red sign, seeing the red flags um, regarding this person, I was trying to be the nurturer as we as women like to be at times, you (laughs) know, making some decisions that are like, girl, you're not his mama. You know, this is like the whole grown man. You need to let him figure this out. So I got into a situation that was not necessarily the best for myself. That's how I got um, my five-year-old. In the midst of me um, being pregnant with my five-year-old, he came in one day and was just very um, emotionally abusive and physically abusive with me. And so the morning after that um, whole event um, that occurred, I packed up myself and my son and I moved. Um, just literally got in my car, drove about 200 miles to the neighboring city and left everything I had and started my life over. I didn't bring clothes, furniture, a plate, a cup, nothing. I literally just got in my car and drove because one thing I was not going to do is put up with a person who was willing to disrespect me in a manner to become physically abusive to me while I was pregnant with their child. Um, It was just a no for me. And so I got up and left and left everything I had and started over. So I ended up having my son um, throughout the entire pregnancy. He would call, and I mean, like every day, like 20 times a day. He would just like call and harass me the entire time. And I just would never talk to him. Yeah, I would never talk to him. He ended up going to prison and he would call me from prison girl. And like that two seconds that they have to like say their name, he would say a part of the sentence he wanted to say and hang up and call back and do it again. It was a mess. I ended up having my son or whatever. And so when my son got around well, maybe three, four months, I finally had gotten over it, you know, not gotten over it, but I was like, okay, I can give him a conversation so we can talk, but I was still um, in a place where I was doing quite bad. I wasn't working. Um, At the time, I was working for the state, and they had, like, got rid rid of a bunch of their offices, and so I was laid off. I was not working and all that stuff, so I was like, you know what, I really do need you to come through for your child, and trying to get him to do what was right as a man, right? Um, one weekend, I was on my way to Houston, and I was going to my city to catch the flight out there because my sister was going to watch um, the kids. And so I was taking the flight out from there. Lo and behold, I was dumb enough to allow him to say, oh, yeah, I'll take you, whatever. Got in a moment. One night. Don't do it, ladies, okay? One night. <laughs> and I, that's how I get pregnant with my daughters. One night, literally. Um, when I got back, my body just would completely shut down and I just wasn't feeling like myself, but I ignored it. I was like, okay, yeah, no, so there's no way I'm pregnant. Like this can't be happening. I'm not doing anything to anybody. One time, oh no, this cannot happen. I went to the doctor and he told me I was four months pregnant with twins. <laughs> and oh my that, gosh. That news, when they told me from one time, I'm like, one time? I haven't talked to this man in all this time. And one time that I have a weak moment, <laughs> I get pregnant with 10 twins. But when they told me that I was pregnant, four months pregnant with twins, something about that news clicked a switch in my head. It was something about it. I don't know. There I was going from two children to four in five seconds. Oh with her gosh. just giving me that news <laughs> and something in my mind just clicked like girl what are you doing like 
oh my gosh, like you cannot be doing this. So I went from a moment of denial to wokeness, got woke. Yes. I was real woke <laughs> then when they told me that. To shame, like depression, Come on. to empowerment. It was like, I went through all the phases. So I want people to know that the phases are a part of the process and it is normal, you know? But after I went through all those phases, I was then finally empowered to step into who I'm really meant to be and to really pursue the vision that I always had for my life. It took me to get four kids. Basically, it took me to get four kids the three of them probably is like, okay, girl, you got them in a really weird situation, but it took all of that for me to finally get the guts to step into who I'm really meant to be. Wow, that's very interesting. And you know, I read on your blog about your C-section story, and that was like almost made me cry. I was like, oh my god. Girl. That oh was, my god oh my gosh i was just like you know when i was pregnant i literally prayed like once i got out of denial stage right i literally prayed that i could have my child like naturally because i was so afraid of like just going through that whole process of a c-section like yes. i never had surgery mm-hmm. I've never been hospitalized and then just the thought of it and then my doctor was saying like, you know, you're not going to be able to have this baby naturally. She wasn't dropping. He was talking about something about the size of my pelvis. He was just telling me basically oh you're going to have to have a C-section. And, like, my grandma, I would tell, talk to her about it. I would tell her, like, how I was feeling. And she would literally, like, pray for me, too. And so it ended up the day before or two, maybe it was two days because it was on a Sunday. I think my appointment was scheduled on a Tuesday. So that Tuesday we were actually supposed to schedule my c-section and i had her on that sunday naturally so I was uh, oh like, wow yes. after all that you said sir like you told me i wasn't gonna have this baby naturally da da da, da. and like yes you know god is amazing that's all i can say yes he is yes so, oh girl listen listen yes, I, I know but like in regards to that story like um it was just a crazy thing. Like the funny thing is for me, I, I was the same way when I was pregnant with my oldest. I was like, Oh yeah, I want to do this naturally girl. Yes. But I, I wasn't able to like my son, I, there was a blockage in my umbilical cord. And so he was not getting the um, food and the nutrients. So he was very small. He was not growing. Um, and so they ended up inducing my labor, which oh, was a disaster. Wow. I never went into full labor and it was just, all around after 27 hours, girl, they finally just decided to keep the cesarean. Yeah. And so I had the C-section with my first child and um, the doctors in Florida really frowned upon the back. And so once I had that first C-section, I was like, okay, I'm doomed. (laughs) I'm going to be having C-sections from here on out. And, you know, I never fought that because my C-section process um, the first time was a breeze Mm -hmm. and it was a breeze the subsequent times after that but um when I went in to have the girls my twins um I didn't have anybody you know I like I told you I moved over here yeah I didn't have anybody I left my home city so I'm from Tampa um and I moved over here to Orlando because my mother was here um with her husband she lived here with her husband she had moved over here and so I came here because I felt like 
okay, my mom is there, maybe, you know, I just can get away for the weekend and think about what my next step is going to be, you know, Um, and so, but I ended up staying here, but my mom had to have my five-year-old, so she couldn't come in the surgery room with me, and then she also had to pick up my then, what, seven or eight-year-old from school because of the time that my C-section was. So we didn't have anybody. I had to make friends that week. I, I pretty much was isolated just in the house because I was pregnant for so long. I was pregnant. It was like two years. You know, that's yeah. what it feels like back yeah. to back. I was pregnant. Yeah. So I really didn't get out much. I didn't have really friends like that. And so I didn't have anybody else, you know, and I had friends in Tampa and, you know, everywhere else. But um, it seems like, you know, I'm trying not to talk too much about the spiritual side of this, but it seems like at, um, the moment I was going through the roughest patch in my life, everybody disappeared. Literally, it's like I didn't have anyone, you know, and while at the time I was so disappointed about that, I was just, I just felt some kind of way. I really did. But now I realized that it was a process that I needed to go through and it was God doing something in me, you know, so I didn't have anybody. My mom um, had my five-year-old and also had to go and pick my other son up from school. So there was nobody there, girl. So. Imagine just walking down that hallway, like in this nightgown with your backside exposed and it's freezing cold. And it's like, you're just walking onto a movie set with all these, like, I had a double team of people in there because I was having twins. So literally no exaggeration. There was about 20 people in there with all these lights. And it was just an experience that I won't never forget and people always wonder like my daughter's birthday is such a big deal for me my other kids their birthday is a big deal but my daughter's birthday is such a big deal um for me because I feel like it's the moment where I met myself and I met God in that moment you know what I mean because I know nobody else could have gotten me through that like who walks into surgery Right. Major surgery is considered by themselves with no one. You know what I mean? And then the, the, to know that I thought I was walking in alone, but I came out knowing that I had somebody by my side. It really was just a, an amazing moment that I walked into with fear, but I came out just so victorious, you know, came out so yeah. much more powerful. And now you're actually able to share that with other moms who may be, you know, going through that same situation and walking, will think that they're walking alone when in reality, they're really not, you know? So, yeah, you're not. So, Nikisha, how long have you actually been blogging? And do you do it like full time or do you have like other streams of income? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so listen, I am the queen of most, um, multiple forms of income, honey. I am a believer in supplementing your income, and I have always been. Listen, no, for real, you get all the coins, all the bags from everywhere you need to get them from. Okay. Um, to answer the question, I am a full-time um, self-employed entrepreneur. I, I, I don't go to anybody's job. I've been doing the blog for a little over two years now. The first year I was on the struggle bus, let's be real. Um, so I had started it, but <laughs> I had started this 
so not confident. I was not confident at all. It was like, I want to do this thing. I've heard of this thing. I watch people do this, but I am so kind of afraid to do it. You know, it's like, I don't know how to get this all set up and what to do. And then, oh my gosh, what are my um, social media friends and family going to think I'm weird? Because remind you, all those people from high school and friends that fell off when I was going through and all that, they were still on my social media and stuff. You know, so I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to think I'm on the struggle bus because I'm trying to start this blog. You know, and it was all about like, I didn't know, you know, it was just so many unknowns. And so the first year, um, you know, I just pretty much put up the post when I was just in a place where I was like, oh, gosh, I need to figure this out. And so the second year is when I finally got my wind. You know, I was like, okay, listen, you know what? I'm going, I'm going full throttle with this. Let's do this thing. You know, and so it's been a learning process, thankfully, like, I don't know, you know, well, I know God, but I get these opportunities. I'm like, what, me? Like, for real? I'm like, sure, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've been doing that for a little over two years now. As I mentioned before, I also freelance on the side. <clears throat> so right now, um, I just finished up with a contract. And like I said, it's on the banking side. Um, and this was more on the tech side. And so that tax season is coming to a close. And usually quarter one for me is um, a slower for the blog because I'm focusing more on uh, my contract work that I've had for a little while now. But as tax season comes to a close, um, I start ramping up more with the blog. And so that's probably what you're seeing now. I'm posting more to blog and I'm trying to you know, get back with it because I've kind of, I had it on the back burner a little bit for those first few months of the year. And now I'm ramping back up on the blog. Um, I also do an array of other side hustles. <laughs> I won't say array, but a lot of things that fit well in with blog, like I do mystery shopping. I do a lot of, um, panels to where you know opinion panels to where I go in and um sit on panels I just did one for a major food chain the new um recipe that they were coming out with tested that and you'll get quite a few um dollars uh, for doing that um so yeah I have an array of a little tiny side hustles that add to the bottom line girl because at the end of the day I need to be here with my children Yes. I need to be here with my kids. And that's my number one. And that that's the thing that's most important to me, just because of my situation. I never, 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 never tell people, oh, girl, you got to be work for yourself. You know, because I'm not a believer in that. Um, nine to fives have their benefit. And I, I'm not against them at all. But for my particular situation, it is difficult. Yes. It is difficult to have the traditional nine to five until my children get in a situation to where they have daily um, responsibilities for school, you know, so they get in school full time. You know, this is what she's doing, but I'm hoping that I'd be so solid in this. I don't have to go into that, but yeah, right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so listen, I'm like, okay, yes, I got to go hard. Let's get this. Yes, let's girl, let's put that thing in the atmosphere. I claim it. Yes, and it shall be so. Yes, girl. So that's what I do. Okay, And I sweet. love it, actually. 
So how long did it take uh, your blog to start generating income? Because I know you said like the first year was kind of rocky. You weren't really solid. But then the second year, you like ramped it up. And so like, I don't know, maybe what did you change from the first year um, to the second year? And then, you know, to see that change and like you being able to generate income from it. Um, the second year, I actually thought about income. <laughs> the first year, I didn't think about income at all. And to be honest with you, I never started the blog for income. Right. Like, I just started it because I was like, listen, I have to put these thoughts out here because I feel like I'm the only one on the planet that's going through this. And maybe somebody somewhere will see it and they'll be like, girl, you're not alone, you know? So I never started it for the income. So when I started thinking about income, um, which was year number two, that's when I started generating it. Um, you know, so I started um, becoming a part of these Facebook groups and following people that talked about the blogging um, industry and focusing on people who talked about small business and entrepreneurship. And so to be honest, my entire blog, and I have talked to so many people because people DM me, you would be shocked, I get, I don't know, but they DM me and they ask me, well, how, do I, how did you do this? How did you do that? Like, my whole blog is DIY. Okay, my entire, <laughs> this whole thing is DIY. Listen, I'm keeping it all the way live with you, okay? Yes. It, this is, this entire thing is DIY. One, no designer, honey, no SEO, but none of that. Like, I just did it by myself, you know? I was like, because, you know what? One of uh, my favorite bloggers, I heard her say this, and it pretty much changed the game for me. She said, launch it live, launch it broke, fix it live. Launch it broke fix it live and so that's pretty much what I did I launched that thing broken and I fixed it as we went you know what I mean as I yes, learned I something that. I, I would <laughs> that's why I told you girl listen now -uh, you gotta do this podcast okay you, you might not feel like you're good at it but listen we gonna get better <laughs> as we go yes. and that's exactly what I did I launched it broken and I fixed it live you yes. know and so that one thing kind of changed my entire mentality because guess what here is the bottom line, and I know this from seeing people, seeing their growth. I have watched people build million-dollar businesses on social media with my eyes because I have been following them that long, okay? And I know this from my own experience. Nine out of ten, and I am so sorry to make this such a large number. I don't know if these are real stats, y'all, but I'm going to say <laughs> this. Nine out of ten people are too scared to do something. So yes. if you do something and you do it broken, honey, you're doing so much better than a lot of people because they are afraid to do it in the first place. You just not being afraid to do it and putting yourself out there, honey, God will make you better as you go. And so that's exactly what I did. I did it. I, I started following people. I started getting into some of these groups. I started implementing things that I learned. Voila, what do you know? I got results because I wasn't afraid to do the work, you know. But like I said, I have my moments to where I need to be better at my balance, you know, because I have other things going on. I have four children and I'm my toughest critic. So I'm like, girl, listen, now you can do better on this. And I'm over here in my mirror motivating myself and talking to myself like, you can do more. You can put out more. You can do it. Like my YouTube right now, I'm going so hard with recording videos on the back end. I'm pretty sure you saw me tease that a little bit on my story. <laughs> but I'm going so hard like on creating content 
for my YouTube because, honey, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, baby, this is another stream of income I need to hop on, you know? And it's so funny because I tell people, just start. And for me, it would be crazy if I didn't because, as I said, like, so let me take you down this little thing. So I live in a very popular city for um, vacationing. Like I live in Orlando, Florida, and so many people come here. Yes, um, I remember with their just, uh, and their watching family. that Legoland uh, video because we were Girl, going to Legoland. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So many people, if they're not asking me about the blog, they're asking me about something about Orlando and visiting here. And so it's like, okay, listen, I have to do something with this. I need to start talking about travel on the blog. And I kind of think, honestly, that's when things got popping for me because a lot of local companies um, were asking me to come and stuff and do things and stuff like that. So I kind of think that was a little switch too when I added just another thing to talk about that um, was a little bit broader so that other people could relate to so it brought additional traffic my way when I started focusing on those things but as I said a little I'm gonna share a little secret um I do mystery shopping and I work on like um panels um you know where I give opinion panels and stuff so think about this I'm going to a place and I shop that place. Um you know you're just looking for customer service and different things like that. But this these people are paying me to go and see what my experience is like at this particular place. So I'm going to this place already for free. Why not cover this place also for my blog? Why not put it up as a post for my blog, add some affiliate links to that baby, put a few ads in there and triple monetize it. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of like a lot of the things that I do. I'm like, okay, they want me to come here. This is a free event free for me anyway you know what i'm gonna go here i'm gonna snap some pictures i'm gonna put this baby on my blog i'm gonna seo this mug real good i'm gonna put some affiliate links in here i'm gonna put some ads on here so it's my stuff it's all and the people ask me all the time how are you monetizing my stuff is like monetized quadruple i i got paid for it on the front end i added affiliate links i added some ads you know so it, it's like uh, girl, I'm going too deep into this. Am I going too deep into this? Oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm scared. They I just love this stuff. <laughs> I'm probably going a little too deep into it. But, yeah, that's how I got started. That's how I monetize. I think it's something bad. Girl, I just love this. Okay. I just really love it. And right now, <laughs> I just want to focus. I do. I really love it because I get paid to live my life. Like, come yes, on. That is amazing. Come on. Like, what more can you ask for, right? Like, Exactly. Like, I love it. My kids love it. I, my kids love the perks. My family loves the perks. And, and, and at this point, girl, I, I'm just focusing on growth because I absolutely love what I do. I have other... Um, income streams that I'm thinking about adding in just other ways to monetize the exact same content. And I'm girl, listen, like I love this. I really do love this, but I'm, I'm just in the process of learning, you know? So as, like I said, I launched it broken. I'm fixing it live. (laughs) I totally get it. Same thing. (laughs) You better keep going too. You're going to keep going. We don't do this thing. Yes, girl. Listen, 
Yeah, so, so that's it. Yeah, I think I covered it all. Okay, so I just want to like reiterate kind of what you said um, for the listeners. So from your blog, you've been able to um, generate income through like affiliate links, sponsor posts, and then ads. So those mm-hmm. are like three ways right there that you can like generate income from a blog for those of you that are listening. Now, Nikisha, like when you attend these events, who actually watches your kids? Um, are you? I know you said you moved back to Orlando. Does your parents, well, your mom and her husband still live in Orlando, so they actually watch the kids for you? Or like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. You have to attend these events. Well, I never left. After I moved here um, with the children, I never went back to Tampa. So I've been in Orlando the entire time. Um, my mother, I just went to an event where my mother watched them. So she's here um, for me, but that's not the usual situation. Um, me and a single mom neighbor, we Aww. live right next door to each other and we swap out. And I have a post um, where I talk about that, the seven essential people that every single mom needs in her okay, support system. And yeah, seven seven people, seven essential people that every single mom needs in her support system. And a single, another single mom is one of those seven essential people. Um, and so her and I, we swap out a lot. We do a lot of helping each other out. Um, so she usually will watch my kids while I go to these events. She stays home as well, but for different reasons. She has a special needs child. Um, and so we swap out so much. I'll watch her kids for her. She'll watch my kids for me. She'll come over and sit with my kids. I'll go over and sit with her kids. And so we do a lot of tag team for each other. That is amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so. yeah, it's important. You have to get another single mom on your team because she knows your struggle. She understands what you're going through like better than anyone else can. And there are people that have amazing support systems in their families and all this stuff, but I didn't have that here. So I had to get creative with, okay, how do I create my support system? Because I know that that is essential for me to be effective at the single parenting thing. If I'm going to thrive in this, I have got to have my team. I got to have what I like to call it a mom squad. I got to have my mom squad. They have to be on notice at all times. You know what I mean? So I have to get creative in, cre- in creating that because my mom is heavy in her church. Um, she is not around all the time. We live two different lives, you know, so I can't be calling up my mommy every time I need something, you know. (laughs) I'm a whole grown woman. So, yeah, I was like, okay, what do we have to do? Who do I need on this team? Um, What is the job description, honey? Because I need you to come and fill this role. Look (laughs) at her. You are part of this team, and you don't even know it, girl. Okay. (laughs) Listen. So, so yeah, I I had to do that. So I, it's funny, like, cause I moved from Mississippi to Houston. Um, like literally when I first moved, I did have like some distant relatives, but, um, I stayed with them for a while. And then, you know, like after a while, it didn't really work out. So I no longer talked to them. So it's like, you know, I've been here, like probably this is my second year going on my third year. And so Nikisha, I do not have no support system, okay, this whole time. And I've literally, like, been working my life away. And so this year, um, in January, when I launched the podcast, I'm like, 
you know, I really have to meet more single moms. And I figured like, um, starting this platform would really allow me to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I've yeah. just been in a space where, like you said, it's kind of like isolating. Like I've been doing nothing. Yeah. I haven't really been getting yeah. out anybody and like two years has passed it's crazy yeah who you telling anybody and you've been here like girl this is ridiculous like get it together so that's what I'm doing and I spoke with another lady on the podcast and she actually recommended the same thing and it's kind of like you know she said that she would um swap out with ladies who had kids that did gymnastics with her kid and so a lot of them were like single moms and they would take turns like babysitting for each other and so that's how she developed her mom squad as you call it so yes ma'am get that mom squad popping honey (laughs) i need to get it together because clearly i am missing out but no listen you do it you are doing the right thing as i told you i started my blog to create a community as well i haven't quite implemented the things that are on the agenda but that is one of the things to start a meetup, you know, yes, so that I you can I become. Yes, I saw that. I saw yes. that. So, like, because what other way will I meet moms if I don't do it? You know, nobody else is doing it. So, why not? Yeah, you be the one. Yes, you be the trailblazer. You blaze that trail because there's probably other people that are thinking the same thing. Man, I sure do wish um, I had another single mom that understood. Another thing I have been wanting to do, maybe we can do this, uh, is start a Facebook group because yeah. I get so much of my support in a Facebook in Facebook groups. Like I can't even imagine to be honest with you to be 100 percent transparent i can't even imagine being where i'm at without being in facebook groups and so that is very powerful the the facebook groups are powerful and i have to do that and as a matter of fact i already have a facebook group i just am not active in it (laughs) and i was like okay like kim you have to do better like because one of the moms that followed well actually a couple of them they were like are you on Facebook and I'm like no but I'll go and create a page and so I created the page you know Listen, you gotta tell me I go the okay you want me to be on Instagram Facebook Twitter Pinterest like come on man like y'all don't know I'm sick of mom up here give me a free um assistant we can talk some things but okay. no like I think you're doing amazing at creating um, meetups because you can then bring those people together but think about that next level of that you know I'm always thinking about um how can I kind of be ahead of trends and like be in on the things that are kind of popping and moving people's businesses forward Facebook groups are moving people's businesses forward. I'm telling you, Kim, I have watched, and there are three of them that come to the top of my head right now, and two of them are single mothers, or were, well, one is still a single mom, one was a single mom, but she just got married now. I have watched these girls build their entire businesses on social media because I support them and this is how heavily I follow them and how much I respect them. But Facebook groups, I personally believe in live streams. Let's 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 be let's be clear. Facebook groups and live streaming, the two things like I used to that's how I don't can't believe I didn't get into that. 
that's how I started. I started on Periscope. That's kind of where the bulk of my uh, fan base came from is Periscope. Like every single night I would go live at 10 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, and my girls would be there. And I would live stream every single night. And that is kind of how I grew my fan base. That's how I grew the base of my people that finally started to support me and share my blog with people. And because I was on live stream and they had an opportunity to do this right here, what we're doing with me every single night, face to face, me talking, laughing, cracking jokes, being my silly self, you know, and and, and we kind of created that bond and they're the ones that like oh start a Facebook group I started the group and you know I'm not active but you know it's there <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah Facebook groups and live streaming I feel are very 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 powerful um so you are doing the right thing by doing the meetup you are still getting people together but just think about the next level of that you know the next layer of that like I said I like the quadruple um yes my <laughs> yeah I like I'm so serious like how many ways can I monetize this thing how can I get the most bang for my book how can I not do more work and still get you know what I mean this thing producing for me so Think about that, girl. Like, how can you double down on those meetups? Okay, let's make a Facebook group and we all going to get in this thing. You know what I mean? Okay, <laughs> you know? So think yeah. about different ways to do that. So that's how I do. You know, I like to talk to my um, efforts. Awesome. But Thank as you can see, I can talk a lot. So please cut me off when <laughs> you need to fly through. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I will work on that Facebook group and get it popping, okay? So, get it um, popping, girl. <laughs> what is a typical day like for you, Nikisha? Like, I know that, you know, your two boys that go to school, right? But your girls, mm-hmm. they're pretty much stay at home with you. So how do you organize your day to get things done? Um, do you kind of like design a schedule? Um, how are you like really um, managing your time? You know, I'm interested to know how you're doing that. Okay. So my daughters, one of the reasons that I finally did leave my job is that my daughter, well, one of my daughters, particularly both of them, but really one, were having some struggles. Um, my, both of my daughters have a speech delay and um, they, they, they do go to the speech therapy um, once a week they go to speech therapy once a week and then one of my daughters goes to occupational therapy twice a week um and so once i had got um you know words from the doctor that this is what's going on they're having a speech delay they're gonna have to um, come to therapy and all that um and amongst one other thing that i won't go into but <laughs> um I, a, a situation occurred at the daycare that i did not like and it was at that moment that i had to reevaluate everything i had to reevaluate my entire life because um i couldn't have my kids in the hands of people that i basically didn't trust and it was a situation that i had happened before and so I'm like, okay, God, you must be trying to tell me something. And so when that situation occurred, I was like, okay, I need to be here for my daughter. Um, I don't know that they're going to be really into me taking all the time off that I need because before we finally got her diagnosis, it was like uh, she was going to multiple appointments and, um, you know, being tested and all this stuff. And while my boss was amazing, um, it just started to become um, straining, right? And so I finally just decided to leave. So my daughters do go to um, an enrichment sort of program twice a week and they go on Mondays and Tuesdays. And so 
the bulk of what I do, girl, are on those two dates, and they only go for three hours. They're gone in the morning from nine to noon. And so when I tell you that the majority of my writing, the writing part is like the main thing I have to get done in those two hours when they're gone. So typical Monday or Tuesday, we're going to talk about here. I'm up at about 6 a.m. Um, I usually try to get in my solo home workouts. Um, I get in, obviously, my personal development, read my Bible, listen to my music, do my prayers, all that stuff. Um, 7 a.m., I'm up and trying to make them some sort of breakfast. 7.30, I'm waking them up, getting them ready to leave for 8.15. I take them to school, drop them off at school. I get back. I see my middle school work at about 8.30. And then 8.30 is usually when I'm just preparing my day. I'm prepping everything. So if I didn't get a chance to eat when I made breakfast, I eat my breakfast at that time. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking over my to-do list. What am I doing today? What's going on? And I'm prepping from 8.30 to 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, when you see that Instagram story, Caesar, I, that's, that's, that's when I'm working. Like 9 o'clock is when I start working. So on Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 12, I try to go really, really hard. And I do my power hours is what, like, what I like to call it. So from 9 to 10, I will completely focus on one task. If that task is let me write this blog post, that's exactly what I focus on. And I put on a timer for about 55 minutes and I will focus on writing that blog post for that 55 minutes. When that 55 minutes is up, I stop exactly where I'm at, get up, stretch, do whatever, and then I go into a second power hour. Um, and what I will either continue to focus on that thing, which I usually don't, or I will move on to another task for the next hour um, in that time. And so I like to do power hours. They really work for me because I'm a person that has the squirrel, oh, squirrel, and, you know, and I go focus off on something else. Um, so my power hours really do work for me. I go pick them up at noon. I They get their time in. And so I don't really focus on the blog again or anything for that matter until 9 o'clock at night. <clears throat> On a Monday or Tuesday, nine o'clock, um, I usually work on my second hustle. Um, so I also freelance, like I said, until at nine o'clock p.m. to about most probably midnight, to be honest. Nine to midnight, that's when I focus on my freelance part of it. Um, it just was a contract now. Um, on the phone and I'm taking calls for a company as well. And so from nine to midnight, I'm on that hustle, um, typically on Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesday to Friday, when I have my girls here, I try to do it a little bit similar just to get myself in a habit, but I don't get to do two power hours. So the first power hour I do, I have the girls sitting at the table eating their breakfast. And after their breakfast, they will work on an activity like a coloring sheet or something like that. And that usually gets me an hour. I have to get up every single day and work on my business. I just absolutely have to. That 9 to 10 o'clock block is very essential for me. So that's usually time I'm feeding them or I have them sitting down doing Legos or coloring or doing something to where I can get my hour in. I have to get that hour in. And then when they're there as well, I put them down for nap at 2 o'clock. 
Um, I let them take like 45 minutes an hour nap and I try to do um, social media at that time, engage on um, Twitter or Instagram or whatever for that hour. And then again, nine o'clock at night on Wednesday through Friday, I work on the blog at night. So listen, girl, you have to come up with a schedule, come up with a plan that works for you. I do my weekly to-do list on Sundays. Um, like, okay, this is what needs to get done this week. And look, I just implement it. Just make it work. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I think like for me, I've like tried to come up with the schedule um, because I do work like a typical nine to five, but I work like eight to four thirty, but you know, s- still kind of the same concept. So it's like, yeah. I try to get up at 4 a.m. to get things done, Ooh. but, but <laughs> yes. whether it's like, you know, you know, doing my devotion, um, trying to like check emails or just whatever, you know, like it gives me two yeah. solid hours to get things done. Now yeah. every day I don't always wake up at 4 a.m., but I do try for the most part. We um, strive, honey. We strive. We, we yes. strive. <laughs> sometimes I'll be waking up at like five like oh gosh like still trying to like scramble to like okay I gotta read my bible I gotta pray and then take a shower and that's basically it some days but you know for the most part and staying up late at night it it has really been a struggle um I have a really small apartment and so my daughter's bedroom is like next to mine and so it's like if I keep the light on she's like she can't sleep or something like that and so sometimes I find myself trying to wait until she falls asleep but then I end up falling asleep so I'm like oh yeah I know know all about that (laughs) so it's like staying up doesn't always work for me but I think the mornings work better and plus I feel so much better after I'm well rested and I think my brain works a lot better too so I just yeah yeah it does other moms are out here doing it so that's why I ask that yeah the important the important thing is just carving out space to work on your craft every single day yeah period definitely no matter when you do it it, whether you do it in your car on lunch break because I used to do that when I was working when I was a teacher I would do that um do I want to go to lunch girl no I'm going to my car and I would sit there and work on the blog post and (laughs) in my car on my hour break like listen you get it in when you get it in doesn't matter what time it is Yes, mm-hmm. and I used to do that when I worked my last job because I had an hour, but now I only have 30 minutes, so it's like by the time I, like, go and warm up my food, use the bathroom, it's like 15 minutes, and I only have 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh exactly. my god, it's terrible, but anyways, <laughs> like, one other question I forgot to ask, like, in the beginning, like, did you have, like, a media kit, or have you had one, or do you kind of just, like, um... I don't know, like put yourself out there or like, how does that work? Because I hear a lot of people talking about you need a media kit, you know, so. I, ab- um, I, I absolutely have a media kit. Yes, I absolutely have a media kit. I didn't get that until year two when I started focusing on um, the monetization part of it. And yes, I have a media kit and I do pitch. So of some opportunities I do, I, I'm going to the company and I'm asking them, um, I'm going to the company and I'm asking them um, to work with me. So it's not all, you know, network stuff or whatever, but I do pitch myself. Yes, I definitely want to get better at doing collaborations and um, things like that. I do have something coming up in May that I want to do. Um, so yeah, I want to get more into collabing in situations like this where especially us single moms can get together and help to promote each other better um and that is a great yeah a great way to advance 
our little community. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and, and like, like if you know, a, <laughs> yes, we are out here. You know, another single mom. Let's put her on. Let's put her on the blog. Let's put her on the podcast. Let's all get together and do something. You know, so that the the girl. I'm always thinking about her and I'm at my avatar if you know what I'm talking about in marketing terms she has a name and I'm always thinking about her her name is Tamika and I'm always thinking about what is going to be great for Tamika what would she want to know what questions would she want to have what would she want me to do you know what I mean and so I know when I was Tamika like I wanted to know man is there any other dope single moms I can follow you know that can inspire me while I'm in you know this low point or whatever who else and so I want to make a very conscious effort to put those people in front of her you know what I mean so I am looking to do a lot more um collabs and do some stuff going forward to where we can help each other build and help each other grow because I do have um, some big plans for the beginning of 2019 so I'm looking to meet um, other mompreneur single moms Um, so I am going to be really working on that Um, quarter two is pretty hectic in the blogging world um, just because that's when a lot of companies you know, they're ready to get out there for summer. So my blogging career, <laughs> um, it gets pretty hectic in Q2, but I definitely, definitely know that Q3, I'm definitely going to um, go heavy on um, collaborations and just trying to get myself out there and help to get other people out there. Even though I'm going to work on it still in Q2, but I know that it's definitely going to be my focus um, Q3. So uh, what was the question? Girl! <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You you answered the question. I was asking oh, you. Yeah. you get... <laughs> it's okay. But like I will say this, and then we can wrap it up. Like um, I've noticed that there are tons and tons of resources for like regular mom bloggers, right? But when you look for uh, Facebook groups and stuff specifically for single mom bloggers, and then when you talk about Black women, you don't see it. Like, it's like, I, I can go and I can join a mom blog group, but they're all mainly white. I mean, there's a few of us black people in there. Exactly. Um, but, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, where are we? You know, and there's this one single mom that I follow. Um, her name is Emma. Crap, she's like the millionaire single mom, but she's white, you know? And so, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. she has built... Oh, I'm about to become Emma, girl. You ain't know that. And she just, <laughs> I'm trying not to... Oh, I'm about to become Emma, girl! <laughs> like, it's just... It's just amazing. Like I look at her, I look at her story and you know, everything she does she does and then I watched her lives too and I'm just thinking like not to put, you know, damn on Emma or whatever, but I'm just saying like there is like nobody out here like this <laughs> like like Emma, you know, specifically for single yeah. black moms. You know, it's like yeah. we I was talking to another mom, it's like Okay, some of the stuff we can relate to, but some of the stuff we really can't. You know what I'm saying? And some exactly. Of the stuff they, they can't relate it's, to us. We go through like especially totally different situations. Yeah, hello. Just like you were saying, like, girl, who keep your kids while you go do this? Like, how do you support yourself? Girl, oh, husband, maybe, oh, my husband, or whatever. Or they they have gotten to the point to where, oh, they can pay a nanny and all that. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. I'm not hating on any of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it, like, it, 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 great. One time, Nakisha, and I didn't get a sitter anymore. Girl? I kept thinking about because the money it cost that I way spent. Too much. Okay, I kept thinking yes. about girl, you just spent like over forty dollars to go to the movies. 
Like, just the thing. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're swapping out with that other single mom once a month to go and do what we need to do. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> but, girl, like, my plan, I don't know if you noticed, but on my blog, girl, there's a section I've changed up and entire navigation I've changed up a lot of stuff on there um and on there there's a section that says money and so I'm really because I just get so many questions about it I get so many questions about it and so I'm just like okay God I'm always like trying to tune in like okay what are you telling me and so I'm really going to start talking a lot about the ways that I make money because I in my mind I'm like okay this kind of sense right this is I mean everybody knows you can just go over here mm-hmm. but no, it's ma'am. really not <laughs> it's not <laughs> No, ma'am. It's like, and one of the things is, it's like every single mom should have a side hustle, but nobody ever told us that, right? If you're a single mom, you listen, let me tell you something. I have a <laughs> look, like, I got a blog, I got a blog post on my blog, but six reasons why every single mom needs a side hustle. That's literally the name of the, <laughs> the post. Yes, and you need a side hustle, period, and point blank. I don't care if you walk dogs when you get off of work. You yes. need a side hustle. Absolutely. So there, what I'm saying is there's a section um, in my navigation called money. And I am really going hard on talking about money going for, especially in the month of May. For me, it's money May. And so I'm going to talk a lot about generating um, streams of income just because so many people ask me about it. Like, I'd be like, man, oh my goodness, how can I monetize these vegan questions, honey? How can I do that? <laughs> but I am going to start talking a lot more about that. And I know, I noticed that, um, not to talk about her so much, but that she focuses, that's what she focuses on, um, yes. money. And, and I'm like, you know what, that is our... <laughs> so far, you know, just because yeah. it's like yeah. some of the things I've noticed, like as single moms, I'm like, well, what are the things that we have problems with? And I know one of the number one things is money. Money mm-hmm. is like... <laughs> the number one thing okay and so yeah yeah if you're talking that's about let's money, get it done and you know people are listening so. yeah let's get it done like for real we about to do this thing like i'm really gonna focus on that and make going for it and that's what my youtube channel um i'm about to revamp that to be about you know it's going to be about the single mom life and one of my main focuses on that channel is money like i've already filmed let me see what i filmed already just get that a little teaser i filmed um five money making apps that you must have in your cell phone um i filmed what else did i film oh and seven companies that'll hire you to work from home so two i filmed two money um videos already and I have an array every question that I've been asked in my DM I am doing a YouTube video on it or anything I'm going to do a blogging series on how to start not going to, it's not going to be a super in-depth but it's going to be the stuff that I wish I knew when I started my blog so I'm going to do a four-part series on how to start a mom blog and that'll probably be in June but girl listen I'm going to literally go back to the beginning of my journey and every single thing that I did to get to the point where I can stay home with four whole kids by myself yes that's what I'm (laughs) going to talk about that's what I'm going to talk about I'm going to do that because not only because I think it's a great idea um and it's what God has put in my spirit um it's what my audience has been asking me for you know, awesome. and you yes. just confirmed it with some of your questions that you asked me. So I'm definitely going to move forward with 
forward and do that. Yes, well, definitely keep us posted, and we'll be on the lookout for that. I'm so excited to see what kind of content you have coming out in terms of money. Hey, yes. <laughs> I know it's going to be amazing. So, Nikita, um, before you go, um, I always like to ask the guests um, if there's any sort of advice, you know, that they have. So, for you, is there any uh, advice, maybe one or two tips that you have for some single moms out there who are trying to start a blog and interested in generating income, would you advise them to kind of like just focus on the blog first and then the income later? Or is it actually possible to kind of do both? Like maybe not starting it for the money because then you may get tired. Right. And so start it for the money. It's not, you know, you're not going to like it. And so I think like one thing is like, kind of finding out where your passion is but I'm gonna let you tell them what you think what your thoughts are okay the very first thing is do not start this for the money because you will be very disappointed if you do don't start it for the money um know your why know why you're starting this know what what is your motivation what is the reason you're trying to start this blog and the reason cannot be money you need to have a reason outside of money why are you starting this that's the first thing number two know your niche who are you talking to what is it that you're trying to get across what is the goal what is the mission statement you know what i mean what do you want people to get out of your blog you have to be very clear on those two things when you start why are you starting it and who in the heck are you talking to and then i think you zoom in so much on that person that you're talking to and you don't talk to nobody else you Mm -hmm. forsake all and you talk to that one person you talk to her you put a name on her face and you talk to her period don't try to worry about being the most popular don't worry about trying to you know reach all these other people you reach that one person that's what you focus on and then i think um after you've done those things and you've kind of provided some content up front and one of the things that i did not do that i definitely recommend people do when you launch it you make sure you have a good five to ten articles on there at launch time you have content already there. Have content on there. I'm talking about some heartfelt, really good um, pieces where you're talking to people and they can get a sense of your voice and a sense of who you're talking to and a sense of what they will be able to get from your site. If you do that, I think it's okay to focus on monetization from day one. I really do. If you launch with content already prepared that's already there and people can get a sense of what they're going to expect and they can see the value up front, I think it's fine to focus on monetization. But I think you have to focus on certain forms of monetization. So there are certain ones that will be really good for that. But I think you just do it. Do it afraid. Do it broken. Do it not knowing what you're doing. Do, just do it. And if all else fails, you do not need a website to blog. You do not. You can hop on a live streaming platform. You can mini blog on your Facebook. You can mini blog on your Instagram, micro blogging, what they call it. You can micro blog on your Instagram. You can micro blog on your Facebook. You can hop on live stream and micro blog. Do not let anybody tell you that you need an actual website to do this yes we all would like a website because it gets to live on google and it gets to become searchable at that point but to start do not need that start building your audience start building that fan base 
start getting the people together that are going to support you going forward. So the first thing is to just not be afraid and just go for it. Launch that baby rogue and fix it live. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nikki. Well, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you taking out the time to chat with me and talk about this thing called blogging. And so before you actually go, I want you to tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can connect, and I will link everything in the show notes. All right. You can find me at NikeshaWynn.com. I'm on social everywhere at NikeshaWynn. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, everywhere at NikeshaWynn. Awesome. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you learned a lot about starting your blog, most importantly. So if you learned something that you feel that you can implement, leave us a review. Let us know. We want to hear from you. So send us your comments. Leave those reviews. Like, we are here for this, and we'll be looking out for them. If you guys have any questions or any other topics you would like me to discuss on the podcast, send them over to me at singleblackmotherhood at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at singleblackmotherhood.com. Check out the website over at singleblackmotherhood.com. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already leave us a review and rate the podcast until next week thanks for listening bye